0: You're listening to the A. Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com And here are your hosts, A. Scully and Sid Talk. So, uh, be, uh, before the show discussion, we were talking about the um, Homecoming dance, and right. I've never heard of the Homecoming dance.
1: You in fact, heard In fact, I was trying... It. You've heard of them.
0: No, I've not heard of it. I've heard of the Prom, and I've heard of the Homecoming Queen. That seemed familiar when I was looking mm-hmm. on the thing. I don't know what that is, though. I didn't until I looked it up, but I'd heard it, so it must be in movies, right? Um, we don't have it in England... You explain what it? No, you didn't explain what it was. I looked. On I said it's hard ready. to
1: explain because it's actually. It seems started like I've, I've in told Missouri. you lots. So I've tried to explain it over the years. Like it's when people have reunions and some people come back, and then you have a football game and a dance. But no matter, I think it just doesn't ever. No, it doesn't make
0: can't. sense to me because right, I'm not. But
1: that totally makes sense because it's like it's the time of the year people when come
0: back thing is like for s- reunions. So it's a reunion.
1: No, it's not a reunion. It's like. <laughs> When people have reunions, then a lot of them will have at that time of year or they'll have a group reunion or alumni come and speak in front of whoever or the you know the Homecoming Queen from 25 years ago will come and put the crown on the Homecoming Queen this year. Every school has their own things. That's all it is. It's about and the Homecoming Queen is the beauty back. contest. It's not a beauty contest. It's just people vote for whoever they want to be Homecoming By the popularity contest. Usually, yeah. Right. And it's a king and a queen. I
0: think English schools don't encourage that because it, you know, the popularity contest thing because it would cause trouble. What do you mean? There would be a lot of shit over that, like kids bullying kids and. Kids. I'm sure there is. Yeah, you know, it would it would cause cliques and all that kind of shit. They try and keep you all.
1: But you already have that probably, so you're. Yeah, but
0: that. they don't try and encourage it. It does occur naturally, right? But yeah. they don't try and like force people into different segments like because that's what that does right
1: um i don't think of it that way you got the popular
0: kids who are the ones who would be the homecoming queen often and then you've got the other kids who would never have a chance of being it and probably don't
1: want to be it often i mean that's the stereotype so that's the movie version it does happen but it's not a hundred percent guarantee but so happy homecoming
0: week I think it's this week and it started in Missouri by the way it's a Missouri tradition because I looked it up on Wikipedia
1: Right.
0: so that's why you know all about it
1: I don't know all about it though (laughs) it's just a common thing it's like so common and you've seen it for all your life in movies I've seen it in
0: movies but I I always just thought it was a party I didn't associate it with a month or a
1: it's not associated with a month
0: yeah it is it is associated with a month it isn't actually it is according to Wikipedia I know but
1: it isn't because schools can have it in the fall it says it's September and October right in the fall. It doesn't have right. to be a particular month. There's no date. There's no nothing. It's just in the fall. School has started. And now we will invite back alumni who've graduated now, from But here. now,
0: if I'm watching a movie. High school.
1: And, I mean, colleges do it as well.
0: If I'm watching a movie and they're, they're having homecoming, now I will know it is fall. Before, I wouldn't have known that. It could have been right. Always
1: fall. Prom's always in the spring and homecoming's always See, in I the See, I don't
0: prom. even know prom's in the spring. So I couldn't date. And people, you know, Americans would instantly go, oh, it's the prom. It's spring, right? They would know that. Yeah, those things, those details are lost on an Englishman. True. All right, so it is Saturday, October the 6th, 2012. Homecoming weekend here, apparently. <laughs> and it is, uh, after the show, number 244. This movie we're looking at this week is The Avengers. Or in other countries, funnily enough, it's not called The Avengers. It's called... In some countries it's called Assemble. In some countries it's called The Avengers Assemble. And in this country, it's just the Avengers. So, um, whatever country you're in, it's the Avengers. Yeah. Assemble. Um, and this is a 2012 movie. It's re- it was released on Blu-ray on the 25th of September. It's PG-13. It's from Disney. Um, yeah, because Disney publish all Marvel Studios movies now, from now on. And um, there isn't a tagline. And Sid Talk's going to give you the synopsis of Marvel Marvel's The Avengers.
1: Really? I have to give it a synopsis of the Avengers. It's a bunch of superhero people who come together to Assemble. avenge an attack or pending attack on humanity, of course, and Earth. And the Avengers include Captain America, Black Widow, the Hulk slash Dr. Banner, um, Thor, uh, the Archer guy. Hawkeye. Hawkeye and And Iron Man man. Iron Man oh yeah
0: so Marvel's and
1: and they're brought together by an organisation called S.H.I.E.L.D. the US government run by Nick Fury another
0: superhero Um,
1: is it the government or they have their own thing
0: their own thing Um, also in the comics one of the main Avengers is Spider-Man but unfortunately Spider-Man is owned the rights to Spider-Man as a movie character is owned by Sony so he can't be in this movie They would have had him in these Avenger movies if they owned the rights to him. Which is a Really?
1: Sony couldn't go, hey, give us a cut and we'll do it. They
0: wouldn't do it. That is ridiculous. Spider-Man is supposed to be there. But obviously is omitted because of stupid movie shit (laughs) that shouldn't really exist.
1: That's not movie shit. That's corporate
0: shit. Lawyer shit. Like um, paperwork, basically, right? So, um, okay, so the Avengers um, came out this summer. It's the culmination of all of Marvel's movies to date. Um, Well, excluding Sam Raimi's uh, Spider-Man and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, it's um, what they're calling it is the Marvel Cinematic Universe Phase 1. So this is the finale to Phase 1. And that started with Iron Man. Um, Then there was... What was next? Iron Man 2?
1: The Hulk came first, actually.
0: Actually, didn't the Iron Man was the, the first original?
1: Hulks were before Iron Man.
0: Um, the Angley one doesn't count. Oh right. But the Banner one does. So it's um, Iron Man, the Hulk, Iron Man Two, Captain America, Thor, and then this one. Uh, and this is the finale, basically, to the the what they've been leading up to because they've been teasing it all the way through. And the story actually is, I, I like how the story of the Avengers is. What has been covered in all those movies, somehow. hmm The, um, what do you call it? The Tessel... I don't remember. tessel some, Tessel something. <laughs> the, the cube thing that you see a lot during the, all the other movies. So, um, The Avengers. It's um, a huge $250 million movie that's made almost $2 billion so far. So, it's the epitome of a huge movie. Uh, what did you think of The Avengers?
1: I'm not sure, I don't, I feel uneasy introducing it that way, but I guess that's how some people see it, like,
0: that is what, what, is, I mean, that just is what it is, gathering but... all the facts about <laughs> it on IMDb and they are the facts,
1: but as a movie, that does nothing to do with it, I guess, to me, but I enjoy, when a movie gets it right, the balance of the what it is, like, we are this, we are big action, superheroes, rally the troops get the people excited to, uh, you know, protect humanity, get the audience excited, and and are able to build... Now, they've had movies to do this for us, obviously, in the past. So if you haven't seen the movies, I don't know. So I can't speak to that. But I've seen the movies. So I've, my character development has been happening throughout. And I do see them as a unit. You know, I don't always do that with movies, but this is a very intentional... It's actually this movie goes to that a very good
0: move from them to So do
1: that. I feel like... As I'm watching it, I've got all the right elements. And there's a little bit of comedy and a little bit of doom and gloom. But mostly it's just in your face. Everybody stand up and cheer because we're going to protect everybody. And I love that aspect of it. It's balanced out just right. And the inner turmoil between everybody. You know, these big. it's kind of like how I would imagine being on the set... With a bunch of actors who all want their own attention. And they all want to be a diva. And they all want... So, in the movie, you've got all these big, huge superhero personalities. And they have their own egos and their own battles inside, between them, each other. And then, of course, they have to kind of work through that to get... To be able to be a group to or a team to battle against the bad, who is Loki. So, I, I, like, all, I like those parts. And then looking at it, it just... There's a few ragdoll things here and there that I had to sort of blur my eyes about. But wow. other than that, it just it jumped out about five different times, I remember. But I was trying not to focus on that because everything else just sucks me completely into that world. I'm in that city, in that moment, when all the shit's going down, on that weird flying contraption. I'm totally into it. And that is what I love about it. And what I
0: really like about it is... I think, um, and I think all of these Marvel movies have done this job perfectly so far, is making a comic book live action. Like, that's what it feels like. It's it's not serious completely. It's serious when it needs to be. But it's... Serious,
1: but, but I mean,
0: you feel the threat. So yeah, you get it. But I think a child, as well as a man, like myself, who, who I'm not necessarily a comic book fan... I never have been. I've read the odd comic here and there, but I'm not a nut for comic books. But I can always enjoy a comic book movie if it's a good, you know. And we all know Iron Man and the Hulk. Um, I never knew of
1: Iron Man before the movie.
0: Yeah, and I did just from. I mean, I, I, I also I, knew
1: nothing about Captain America at all. I know nothing about Black Widow or.
0: When I say I Hawkeye. didn't read comics, I did read the Avengers at some point in my life because I knew about it. But um,
1: And I knew none of those even existed in my life until right. these movies started.
0: So what I like is I think, I feel they've done the best job of bringing these characters, which they own, it's obviously Marvel Studios, to life. They haven't messed it up. I think, uh, I think it's unfortunate that the Hulk had to change actor. Um, I had this weird...
1: Unfortunate just because it changed, but not unfortunate because is awesome. Yeah, they, un- they changed
0: from Edward fantastic. Norton to Mark Ruffalo. Um,
1: but there's no negative about it, other than the fact it's that not negative.
0: But when you see it in a row, it, it's yeah. just unfortunate that that continuity is uh, kind of never. You know, it's just one of those things, right? Um, I had this thing in my head of like, you know, today's technology could they go into the Hulk and make it so Mark Ruffalo was in it, CG wise? But I don't think it's possible, is it? A version of it. Be kind of fun, only
1: if at the very end you had him doing some kind of plastic surgery and then something, he wakes yeah. up and it's him. You yeah. don't even need technology, that's what I that. meant.
0: Something like that, some kind of uh,
1: like he has to change his identity yeah. in order to get lost in the world again. Yeah,
0: an explanation, so it just
1: he'd have to do his whole body though. Ed Norton and Ruffler, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. but then again, there's some crazy there isn't, technology. In there's this not world. even
0: a joke as to you're not the same, none of that. And it shouldn't it's, be. It's just, it's just you have and to. And why just,
1: didn't Ed Norton do it?
0: Uh, he just was busy. Uh, it was to do with contracts, again. And um, he, he actually posted on his Facebook page, Edward Norton, because I follow him, that um, he's really sorry he couldn't do it. But it conflicted with things, and they'd kept him hanging for a while, like, um, it was contractual stuff. And he ju- he was very glad that they asked him to come and do the Avengers, but he just couldn't. And then they chose the other guy. So it wasn't like a...
1: It just sounds like bullshit. Like, you're Edward Norton. Do what you want. It's your face. It's your body. It's your time. Who the fuck owns you? Like, I who guess you've owns already you?
0: signed for another movie, and then this. Yeah, is yeah but if you're by physically you,
1: not there, and they could work around you. I just don't get it. It's insane to me that I'm not saying that being in the Avengers is like maybe it was. All, maybe life, it was
0: but, also like, well, Marvel are like, well, if you're going to be the Hulk, you need to be the Hulk for the next eight years or ten years. We want it this to be continuous. And then he's like, I don't want to do another five of these. You know, that kind of thing. Like, Robert Downey Jr. is in there for another three or something. He's just in there, right? They've got him, they've secured him. Yeah. Iron Man wouldn't be the same without him, in my opinion. Like, you couldn't. He's, he's not as interchangeable because you kind of associate it with him, don't you? Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, it, I think this is the epitome of a summer movie. It's it's the popcorn flick, isn't it? Everything about it. You can sit back. Completely. It's. It's funny, it's super action-packed, you know, like Transformers from last year, you know. It's that scale. It's a huge... But way better. See, I, I like Transformers as well. I mean, I'm just talking about a... Like a spectacle. Like, yeah, like, spectacle. like the special effects are... Like, you're looking at it sometimes going, I've never seen anything like this before. Exactly. This is like a, on a scale like I've never seen. And that, you know, there's a battle in there which... Is pretty unbelievable in parts. There's it's a few. It's easy to you know. It, it reminds me of the Transformers fighting in the city. You know where you're kind of looking at it, going, "Yep, they're Transformers fighting in a city." They, that's not special effects. They're just in the a city. few
1: moments that took me out of it for this occasionally, but I had to just. I
0: give, can tell you what I love the new Hulk, the animated Hulk, the Hulk that they've made. I really like him. He's is charismatic. He's he's more of an animal than.
1: But he doesn't look real to me. He looks he, totally he doesn't, CGI. He does.
0: He doesn't. But it, it doesn't look like that angry Hulk. No,
1: it, but it doesn't. It looks look,
0: like the comic book Hulk come to life to me.
1: But not to life. Like the, they took the comic book pictures and put him in the movie. Right. That bothered and I, me. And I feel that it looks really like, good. Not focus on him. There were a couple of scenes where it was okay, but the rest of it was like, why didn't they make it like? See, I liked see him? him
0: less real. I'll I'll I cause it because it reminds when the Avengers do assemble and the camera pans around them all in the hero shop, it's like looking at a page out of the comic you know the Hulk is the comic it Hulk it isn't
1: because is, they're real and he's no not. they
0: to me they look they look like out of the comic also oh not they, they, at the all. costumes are just right it's uh, very they've not tried to make them look real and gritty they've made them like comic book characters they're in real colourful outfits you know it's so I think it all matched. And the Hulk in the uh, Edward Norton movies is a lot darker and um, grimmer than this one. Mm-hmm. This one's more of a comic book character. I just like the way they kind of... almost comic it up more this time. They tried not to be as realistic. That's you know? what I didn't
1: like about him because he needs to look more... Re- he looks, needs to look like a dude just stretched and turned green and became it and instead it looks like a dude turned into a cartoon character. I also
0: loved how they added an element of humour to the Hulk because um, he's got that in
1: the books as well. Right, and
0: sometimes the humor seems out of place, the one-liners. You know what, though? Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, every one-liner that comes out of him it's right, because <laughs> that's what he is, right? He's an absolute ego-man. Smart-ass. <laughs> so you don't mind when he's cracking a joke while he's doing some crazy shit. To me, I don't. It's it's like a one of the only characters that can wisecrack all the time for me. Like, like you know when he says, like, he lands and uh, Thor's fighting with Loki, and he's like, says that Shakespeare thing about your yeah, mother's dreams.
1: I think he needs to go back a bit. It See, a I love it. Um,
0: that is exactly because what Because I can't
1: introduced... take him seriously when then he needs to be serious almost. Right, it's and too he, much. he never really is serious. Oh, yeah, he gets real pissed off about three times, and even, and when that happens, because he's been. I can handle smart ass moments a lot, because that's his ego trip, but then the one liner things, I just need to. just. Cut about down instead of like <clears throat> you know fifty per movie, maybe twenty per movie, I think
0: this is almost a comic book fan's dream i you know anybody who's into comics, I think they did it just right i don't i don't think people could complain about this as a superhero movie
1: i'm sure they have
0: i'm sure they have, but I think this is what you wanted. I think this is the this is the Avengers on the screen they've not i don't think they 've messed with it I think it's it's exactly how I would. See it for see it, you know. I think um I think they did a good job. It's a two and a half hour movie. It feels like five minutes to me. Yeah,
1: it goes so fast.
0: Yeah, um and it's but
1: still substantial.
0: And that's a pretty long uh, running time for a movie like this. Um you know, it it covers a lot of ground, I think. Um The actual threat seems really threatening to me. Like sometimes it doesn't. This one does. I mean it's not, not to spoil things. You you kind of know it's a superhero movie. We're probably going to uh, overcome. Save the world. We're, that's actually the idea <laughs> of superheroes, right? But what he brings to the world, uh, Loki, I'm threatened by it. It's crazy. It's like, you know, it's, even though they only concentrate on New York, Manhattan. Um,
1: that's where I had a problem with the whole of it. I don't feel the threat overall. Right. And... If Loki, and he is so powerful, why does he need to bring an army and beat everybody up one person at a time, and blow up buildings one at a time, and defeat a city one at a time? It doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel super threatening to me. It feels like Manhattan is in trouble, and here comes every. It's just like Metropolis, or I mean, uh, Gotham City, or Metropolis. You know, it's this city's in peril, and then we're gonna save the city. That's all it felt like to me. It needed to be... It just needed a little more...
0: Yeah, it's a movie, and I know it has to focus. And I know I know they could show the iPhone like tower Independence falling Day, over I feel
1: like, whoa, we're screwed. Armageddon, I feel like everybody's screwed. Like, everybody's screwed. And I don't know what tools they use visually. I guess showing you... every. I don't know what it could...
0: Showing you different cities. But I still well felt...
1: Up. First, I just can't get over that hump of... Loki's, like, so powerful that he can't just do it, just like, <laughs> just do it. Why do you need all these thugs? You know what I mean? Because like, he's not
0: actually that powerful. It, it's a puppet and a master kind of kind situation of. going on. Um, kind of. He's yeah. not actually what But I have to just like. let
1: go of that and then kind of go with it. Um, and I can do that because I enjoy the... It's more good.
0: And what I really bad. liked about them having a, a two and a half hour running time for this movie is the actual assembling of the Avengers at the beginning... They could focus on it properly rather exactly. than just going, let's get them all together and let, wow, well, it's actually a slow build up. It's, um, yeah, let's see these characters in their environments and let's pluck them out of their environments and then let's introduce them to each other. I like that. Yeah, and get you, them
1: used to each other because yeah. it would seem too much if they all meet and then they're like... Duh, coordinate duh. with each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So, yeah, you do get a lot of that. So you get a lot of, you know, interplay and before the shit is the fun. And the shit doesn't hit the fan until what? like the middle of the movie, pretty much, right? It's all build-up to that, um, you know, when the shit on the mm. ship. And then the, you know, then it goes into overdrive, literally for the rest of the movie. It's yeah. just action the entire time. It doesn't let up at all. Um, I, I'm thinking if I like it the best out of all the Marvel superhero movies, but I think my favorite out of all of those. Is um, I think if I had to rank them in order, I really like the first Iron Man. Uh, the second one I didn't like as much, but the first one I think it really captured the whole like origin of Tony yeah. Stark, you know. Um, and then I really, funnily enough, love Captain America, like mainly because it it's set in a time that I really like, and it
1: feels really substantial after you've yeah. watched it. You feel I liked the body, the skull. Um,
0: I like that time period obviously the World War 2 time period World War 1 2 2 um, so I really like that one it feels different to the others because of the time period and then um, I think the Hulk was pretty good I think the Hulk might be the weakest of them for me though um, I liked Thor quite a bit I just thought Thor where, when I just said some of them feel substantial I felt the Thor felt shallow to me it didn't bit. feel it felt rushed like um, like it was interesting I told you Asgard I really liked that and I said to you when we watched it oh please don't go to Earth let's let's have it here and then when it got to Earth it was kind of alright but then the actual thing that happened it didn't do anything for me
1: and it felt again not a world threat it felt no, that like one didn't. it's one little town yeah a, a real thing. small place yeah. As well. yeah and although you could magnified in your mind and go holy shit if this stuff is unleashed on the earth yes but the earth is a very big place you know what i mean like yeah. i just think and i think i like agree i get I, my reality comes too much into some of these because i think it's a very big place and one big monster isn't gonna kill everybody and you know but i liked thor i didn't like the love story part of it I thought it was really ugh, really boring but it didn't yeah, it didn't seem. I'm just glad they ditched that for this one.
0: Yeah, uh, and she didn't. She was another person who mm. wasn't coming back, so they had to kind of explain that That was fine with me. Yeah, it was for yeah. me too, because she didn't really have a place in this new thing anyway, did she? You know.
1: Neither did Potts, but they managed to poke her in. And
0: there, there again, I did like that because you know what that reminded me of when I saw um, Tony Stark interacting with Pepper Potts. It was um, that she might be changing him. Slightly, very ever so slightly, he might not be as much of an egomaniac as he used to be because he's now got this love.
1: You mean like he cares more about people? Than you know
0: when he's ta- you know when he's like being funny about her having so many percent of the. He just felt a bit more human at that point. Like she is mm. instilling something in him, and it's just small. But I was thinking, oh, maybe he's not as much of a douche as he used to be. <laughs> And he's still a douche. Don't get me wrong, but
1: maybe she is douche. By the way, do you know what a douche is?
0: Like what you wash your twat with?
1: I don't have a twat. Not you. I have a vagina, and a douche is meant to help women (laughs) stay clean. So I don't understand. I've never understood why that makes something bad. So it's just one of those things. I don't have a vulgar part. I have a. I have a.
0: Yeah. All right then. Let's not, call, let's not call him a douche. Let's call him a. I'm not wait. telling
1: you what to say. I'm asking you a question. I don't know. This. I don't care. I don't give a shit what you say. I don't what know what say. it means. I've
0: never really examined that, but I know that what it's used for. Um, twit. Let's call him a twit. Um, <laughs> but I feel that he/she is changing him slightly,
1: ever <laughs> so slightly, and that's
0: interesting because I think, like in Iron Man three, that could come to the fore a little yeah. bit. Like he's maybe not. Because we had him in the first one as the... Training. Playboy. Second one, alcoholic, falling to pieces. Third one, maybe he's fixed himself, you know? Oh,
1: I just hope they don't make it so he has to, like, save her or something. I don't That's think so she's boring. the kind of girl who needs saving. I know, she's but they made Mary tougher. Jane such a whiny...
0: Yeah, I think she's... Her character has always not been a That's Mary what I'm saying.
1: Jane. Take her, make it's her tougher. in peril. Make yeah. him save her. Yeah.
0: Blah, blah. yeah, they might do. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> um... So yeah, and you know, I, I don't think it probably is. I see this all as a big movie now. So I was thinking, oh, is this my favorite of all of them? I don't. I just see it as like I want to watch yep, all of it.
1: It's all big, yeah. To me, it's like all it all fits
0: thing. together. Maybe the Hulk will always always annoy me now because it's that one thing that's different. And then there's that the Hulk's a shame, isn't it? Then there's that other Hulk. Like yeah. they try, they keep trying to do the Hulk, and then but hopefully Ruffalo sticks around, like so we get like a. And he gets his own movie. A as genuine, the
1: Hulk. yeah, exactly. And
0: then we can put that with it all and say, look, we have got a consistent Hulk here and we're not keeping. I wonder why that one is the one that. Because that Ang Lee one, obviously, was poor. It, it really was. Like, everything about it, I, I've tried to watch it again. It's. When it's on TNT and stuff, it's just. It's just poor. I can't watch it. It's. And it's angly. It, it has
1: good things, though. That's the thing. He you've does, got, but like, it's really like... You've got, like, the dude who figures out... Like, the father who's figured out how to do the thing where he melds with every material. I love that part. Yep. I don't like Nicholas. I don't like that guy, though. Uh, that and Nick Nolte in that is just like, oh, God. Banana guy. You call him Eric Banana, and I always forget his last name.
0: Eric Bana.
1: Bana. Just B-A-N-A?
0: Yeah.
1: Why do we call him Banana? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um... He was alright, because he took it seriously, and I didn't like the woman who was in it, you know, Beautiful Mind Woman was in it, right? That was Jennifer her. Connelly. I don't know, it just had elements, and then of course he oh, looked okay. horrible when he became the Once old, he becomes but, the oldest, And then but... those other creatures who came to fight him and everything. And the, ugh, but it had good elements, and then the Edward Norton one had was way good, like, it looked good, it had a good story. It was good, right? It was intense. But it's not super memorable. It's not, and it's like a lot more, I think it was is. a lot more dark than the Iron Man. There was no joking around. Edward Norton's Doctor Banner is not no, a it jokey wasn't funny, guy. Wasn't no, 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 no. It's
0: no. more violent than funny. Absolutely.
1: He was more angry.
0: I mean, yeah, that's the that's the gist of the Hulk. He's a violent, angry. But now they've took him more comic bookish, but still super violent. Also, well,
1: the Hulk guy is. It was just. It wasn't. I just disagree with you. I think it was a totally missed opportunity to make it look really like a dude. Whose skin and body has distorted into this big thing? Instead, it doesn't. But I'm, I'm
0: glad they took it this way.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't fit. I don't. It get does that. to me
0: because I cause I'm used to looking at. But he's the, gone from being a real human of Hulk, to
1: being like a cartoon. It doesn't make sense.
0: Which to me, it works perfectly.
1: But how can he become a cartoon in the in the real world?
0: I don't if know because I've never seen a Hulk.
1: I've seen know, a Hulk on the, you know I've seen a Hulk like a on cartoon. the comic book
0: pages. And uh, right. that's what I'm used to.
1: Yeah, and that's not what it would be in real life.
0: Right, but I guess I don't want that. This that, that Hulk, this in the Avengers, that Hulk is perfect for me. I was looking at that Hulk and I was like, okay, you got the Hulk right this time. This I mean, is he looks Hulk.
1: fine if you just cut around him and clipped him out and stuck him on a page of a book. But interacting in the real world, it just was like, I, I had to really... really good. He looks good, as in, as it is. No, I mean, I, in interacting, world, I thought
0: he looked good. I thought he looked good when he was skating across skyscrapers and...
1: All of it, it just looked like a comic book character that they... Maybe that's Animated character stuck in there. And I don't think part of the Gamma Ray thing turns you from a real person into a cartoon character. I don't think that's ever been mentioned.
0: But, but. we are... See, I guess, for me, I don't want it to be super real. I want, like, a comic book come alive and that's what that is. And whoever made the decision for that, for me, is right. I mean, for you, not. But for me, yeah.
1: Like Then Mark Ruffalo should look like a comic book character the whole time. Well... Because it's him. He doesn't...
0: Right, and it looks just like him. But, but a comic book version... No, I mean, of the...
1: then Mark Ruffalo should be also cartoon looking. No, that's silly. Then it's silly for the Hulk to look like a cartoon like, because it's Like, Mark Ruffalo
0: is a comic book... Um, paper cut, cut, cut out comic book guy walking around where everybody else is real
1: okay that's how I feel about the Hulk right that's what he looks like yeah but
0: I've never seen a Hulk but I've seen people but he doesn't
1: look like a cartoon character
0: no it looks great for me I'm I was astounded by it I didn't I, know what I, it was absolutely. gonna look like he
1: looks good not in the
0: world I didn't know what it was gonna look like because I've I've stayed clear I was very paranoid I was very worried when it appeared and started running about I was like yeah I like this Hulk and you know they use him quite a bit and actually
1: but are you comparing it maybe to you're saying no, it's just, so much better.
0: No, I just kind of liked it. I liked his vibe. I liked kind of how they made him a bit funny. I thought, I think that's a great move. Because, like, you know, when kids watch this movie, I think they'd really like him. I think I think he, the Hulk has a personality instead of just being a monster now. Yeah, um, but
1: for him... For the part Dr. where Banner, he, just, <laughs> he
0: just thocks.
1: But for Dr. Banner, thock. it's a horrific thing. And now we're laughing about it. And so that's where I think it kind of... It, it is,
0: but also Banner's also got a... As we see in this movie, a bit of humor to him also. I mean, he, he he does.
1: But I mean, becoming the Hulk is like a horrible thing for him. It has been horrific and he's damaging. It at this point. He kills people. He's damaged his life. He has to stay isolated for the rest of his life. And then you he turns into a cartoon character who cracks jokes. It's like you know that well, one little element. let let's, let's to...
0: not say he cracks jokes because he can't speak when he's the Hulk. He uh, did
1: speak twice. What did he say? He said puny god.
0: Oh, he did, yeah. He can yeah. speak when he's the Hulk, but it's very... And in the comic books he briefly. speaks as
1: well, because I've seen panels. Yeah, he does got speak in the his. comic
0: books. But yeah, he's not a speaker. I mean, most of his humour is what I'm saying is um, from his actions. Yeah, yeah. In this movie, anyway. And, and that those scenes where he does do the funny stuff, Um, I was thinking, yes, that's the comic book character. Kids especially are going to love this Hulk. It, it's... You can like him, like
1: he. Right, but he's supposed to be horrific.
0: I know, but I I don't see this <laughs> story as I see this as universal. Kids can watch it. In fact, even though it's a PG thirteen, I feel that like you could let your kids watch this. I mean, I I think.
1: I guess I don't think I think of the story and like, you know, you're you're selling it to me because Doctor Banner is traumatized by it all. He's tormented by it really horribly. And then you turn him funny, and I I think they just need you know pick one. Yeah, like and pick the funny. Either he's one. like, yeah, I'm the Hulk.
0: Yeah, and that's why I say that like- that Hulk movie with Edward Norton is way dark, and I prefer this. I actually prefer this comic book version of the Hulk because I'm watching the Avengers, and it's a comic book. Everybody else is very comic booky. Tony Stark is just like he sure. is in the comic book. Um, they all are. Thor is, you know, they're all. Over the top, larger than life. Kids will like them. Adults will find them funny too. Or heroic. So I just think they all fit together nicely. Um, Now there's two two, um, Hawkeye and... um, Black Widow. Black Widow. They're the like... Almost... Yes, they're in the Avengers, but they're not superheroes. Neither is Tony Stark. Yeah, right. Well, kind of because of his...
1: Yeah, but he's nothing. But he's got something. He well, these are
0: just people. Who but he are,
1: can't be anything without his suit.
0: No, but these are these are people who are just experts in something, right? As far as I can tell, I mean, I don't know that. I think
1: they've got yeah, they must have something special about them.
0: She's just a Russian. I mean, I looked. She's like a Russian secret agent type deal in the in the comics, and she has a. Uh, she's not super herself, but she has these this bracelets that can electrocute people. that's her thing, oh yeah, yeah, and um he is just a marksman like as you know an archery marksman who can take out something without even looking like just shoot, which he does in the movie a couple of times now they actually have a bigger role than I expected. I thought they were just gonna be the supporting kind of you know you've got your big. Things that yeah. you recognize Captain America and these two are just going to be on the sidelines but they're really in the thick of things and I liked them I want them to, to have the absolutely
1: movie. I would love to have just a Black Widow movie but I like him All or too. both of them
0: because uh, they're, they're, they do say to each other that they were involved mm-hmm. in something that something could be a movie with them too. You could actually get two for the price. I don't want to go
1: back in time. I want something new for them to experience after the Avengers have done their thing and then something for them, some mission that they've had to do. It's
0: not on the slate for them to get a movie or anything, but I think it would be a good idea. Maybe they just think they're not interested enough or whatever and it was better to put them in here. So, um... Let's move on to the cast. Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. I'll just go through them quick. Chris Evans as Captain America. Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Chris Helmsworth as Thor. Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. And Tom um, Hiddleston is back as Loki. He's really good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Um, it's also a cameo by Stanley, obviously, mm-hmm. if you look closely. You have to look fairly closely this time. Um, and they're all, you know, they're all great. It's, everybody's having fun by the looks of it, yeah. in my opinion. It's that kind of movie, right?
1: Well, I think Renner takes it pretty serious. I don't think he can just, like, goop. I mean, he goops and you see him in the in the take outtakes and shit. But I think when he's in it, he takes it, like, his whole, his mannerisms, you can tell he's thought about what's this guy. If he was a real dude, what would he be like? So I think he takes it seriously, but... um. Because he's real intense all the
0: time. I think they all do a good job. Um, It's just great that they've... It's really cool that Marvel managed to pull this kind of large-scale thing off. Like, oh, we're going to do movies that... You know, we always had the intention of the Avengers making it to the screen as a movie. But before we do that, instead of just doing it, let's... Let's let each
1: character have their own but movie. But they didn't. You see, they didn't do the widow, and they didn't do a Hawkeye. So they didn't.
0: but Like I said, let's have, let's have the main superheroes have their own movies. In the case of Iron Man, two movies.
1: Are they not? Main, are they all not equal in the comic book?
0: No, um, they they're not always in it. Those two. Uh, in fact, Spider-Man isn't always in it, but he is in it quite a bit. Um, and there are other people who come into the Avengers who are not, you know, other superheroes. Batman. In and out. No, because he's a decent guy. <laughs> ah, ah, ah.
1: um, See, there's another bullshit thing. Come on, mix them all up. Who cares? What? What universe? Take, they're take them from, from other. <laughs> um, I'm sure someone has written books and everything like that where they all mix it up, don't they?
0: Yeah, so the Blu-ray um, that we're reviewing here, and I'm, I've got to tell you, these lenticular covers, um, I don't really like them that much, but this one, the hand, Iron Man's putting his hand out, it actually sticks out past, it looks really 3D. Can you...
1: Um,
0: I really like how, how they've done it. Just his hand, it really, it looks like it's occurring past the packaging.
1: Not really to me, but, you know, I don't, I kind of... Yeah,
0: yeah. I've, I've been looking at it all week because it's been sat there. And every time I look at it, I was like, wow, well, yeah, they really made yeah, that hand Yeah, when stick you look up.
1: at a very specific angle, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah, it's a lenticular cover. It's not actually a lenticular cover. It's just like a, a lenticular card stuck onto the front of the cover, which is kind of weird. But um, So, this is really interesting. Um, and I think it's actually, for once, well-priced. This is the five-disc let me just count. No, 4-disc. It's the 4-disc special edition. There isn't any more. This is the the best one. So it's 4-discs. It's the Blu-ray 3D movie, the Blu-ray movie, the DVD movie, and a digital copy. And it gives you a code to download the soundtrack, the entire soundtrack, which costs $10. Um, so if you like the music from the movie, which includes ACDC, etc. It
1: only had four songs. Yeah, but this is all of it. The, rest the orchestral of it is the score, soundtrack, the whole thing.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you get the whole thing. I downloaded it. I've listened to it. It's great. Um, so that's kind of like a throw-in thing. Um, but this is going for nineteen ninety-nine. This 99 What's the this,
1: fourth disc, all that features? Extra features? The fourth
0: disc is the digital copy.
1: Where's the extras? Just on the disc we watched. Yeah. So you get,
0: ex- you get um, all that stuff. So the 3D version of the movie, the DVD version, the Blu-ray version, a digital copy version. Which, unfortunately, is only on iTunes or Windows Media Player. I don't like those. I like the ultraviolet ones where I can have them on Vudu or Amazon Video. I wish everybody would do that. I wish they'd come to an agreement so everybody do the ultraviolet one. But anyway, there is a digital copy. Do
1: you think it adds value to give you the same movie four times? Um... It doesn't add value because it's the same movie. They're just giving it to you in different... Ver- different yeah, but before emails. we used
0: to play nineteen ninety nine for a DVD, right? I get it,
1: but still, it doesn't add value, though. You're not getting, like, four movies. You're getting one movie. Well, you get... It, in this formats. case,
0: you're getting the 3D version and the normal version, right?
1: Which doesn't add value. But the 20 bucks, I guess...
0: Yeah, and it's only 20 bucks. Now, this is re- the retail... Recommended retail is 39 That's what it's supposed to be. But I've, it's everywhere for 20 bucks, And the normal Blu-ray that doesn't include all this, just the Blu-ray, is also 20 bucks. So, I mean, get this one. This is the one. Um, Well, uh, why? If you don't need the other versions? Well, you get the soundtrack. And you get... They don't have the lenticular thing. They don't have the digital copy in the other one. Hmm. This one just... I mean, it's silly. Why didn't they just make only this one? (laughs) It doesn't make sense. But, um... Anyway, what you get here, in terms of extras, is the Avengers Initiative, which is second screen. Um, so, if you've got an iPad, and unfortunately, and this is one of the things I hate about this second screen thing with on Disney stuff, is it only works on iPad, and I have an Android tablet, so I can't see it. I'm not going to buy an iPad just to see this second screen thing, so... It's on here, but I don't know what it is. I mean, I do know what it is. It's concept art. So there's no
1: added value for you.
0: Not for me, and I think that's why you only get an iTunes digital copy, because they assume everybody has the iPad. Well, we don't. (laughs) Um, Nor do we have an iPhone. No. So um, what else you get on here is the Marvel One-Shot, which is a short movie, which is becoming the norm for Marvel releases. Um, And this one's called Item 47. And I really enjoyed it takes place after the Avengers, so watch the Avengers first. Um, I like them. I just think they're kind of fun, and they're kind of over and above what they need to do. They don't really need to make them, but you get them anyway. It's like uh, when Pixar do their little short, and you expect that now, whenever yeah. you buy a Pixar release. This is kind of what this is. So you get a little short movie, and it furthers the story slightly or fills in a bit of backstory. I really like this one. I thought it was really a cool idea.
1: mm. If you've
0: just watched the movie and you understand what it is about, it's it's pretty fun. I really like it. I just I don't. I like a little bit of expanded universe on stuff, you know. And I like the it concept;
1: is. it's well made, but I don't like the Bonnie and Clyde turned agent thing. I think that's really shitty right, And that's what I like. It's really why well, take Comic a couple bookish. of violent bank robbers and then turn them into agents? It's like rewarding people for being criminals, right? But if no, that is wasn't what much it is. Violence, they were blowing shit up every time they robbed a bank.
0: Yeah, but nobody got hurt if you watched it.
1: That doesn't... But they were... Blo- How do you know? How do you know? They didn't show us. They right. They could blown up a teller. Yeah, I'm just saying, it seemed a bit mean-spirited to me to let them be really violent, robbing banks. It
0: felt very comic bookish to me, and I liked it. Like, I just liked it. It just felt like... I liked like... them
1: to have been decent human beings, yeah, but... and then maybe make them into agents. Well, um... But it you, looked really good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'll and give it's, that. it's a really well-presented, um, shot i got film.
1: I don't like that girl very much. I try, but I, I don't, don't like her anymore. She was on True Blood, remember?
0: Was she British?
1: Uh-uh.
0: Yeah. I don't remember. Um, so, um, secondly, you get a visual journey, which is, um, it's just a featurette. It's Joss Whedon mm. and the cast, and it's... I
1: don't <laughs> It's very, to describe. yeah, it's
0: very uninformative.
1: Yeah, very. It's
0: like a, here's the Avengers, we're all talking about it, it lasts about 10 minutes and that's it. Yeah. And there's two of those. Um, and then there's a Marvel's first ever gag reel. I, you know, as far as gag reels go, it looked like they were having fun. I don't generally laugh at them, but there's a couple of funny moments here. Mark Ruffalo kept dropping that, um. Yeah it's, it's alright
1: <laughs> I guess now I just think of it like it doesn't
0: and because it says Marvel's first ever gag reel they're probably always going to have a gag reel from now on right they just decided to make one um, <laughs> then there's deleted scenes and I have to say the deleted scenes are very good in this there's a deleted scene which uh, covers Captain America mm, yeah, and um, it actually explains quite a lot that I was wondering about I won't spoil it but it also explains explains a lot about his past, and it also explains about this particular character in the restaurant, why yeah. why she's focused on so much yeah. in the movie, and you're isn't kind it of weird. like, who is she? What, what what? Well, this kind of explains it. But um, in the movie, it's you, I kept thinking, is she important? Yeah, like, is she granddaughter
1: isn't. or something? Where she's yeah, watching him going. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. Yeah, exactly.
0: But it's nothing. But no. th- this explains that, and makes that. More relevant, so...
1: I mean, it explains it, but it's still nothing. Yeah, it's still nothing, but <laughs> like, it, at least
0: it makes sense. Like, yeah. It doesn't make sense in the movie. It feels like something was cut. Exactly. But I do like the Captain America... Just the little, um... What do you call it? Re- introspective moment he's having with the...
1: Well, it's like, because he's been woke up now after seven yeah. years, and... um He's got to cope with that. We get none of that. No, we I'll, get a
0: little glimmer. We cover of it. it with jokes mainly, yeah. don't we? Like making
1: fun of. But it. I figure Captain America Two will be all about that.
0: But cause. I think the deleted scenes were quite good, and I think the alternate opening and ending were terrible. I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, use me those. too. Totally. They were just—they felt cheap. First Absolutely, off, and I they hate felt...
1: that method of. Oops. It's just the same thing he did in Red State, where someone's answering to some panel. About what has happened yes. already. Don't and like now it. we're going to go back and watch it. It's like, well, it's already done. What the... F- I don't... Like, I don't... It's such a... It sucks me out of the story so bad. So I'm glad they cut but that the out. But the
0: Captain America deleted scene, I think, it's really good. I, it wouldn't be out of place in the movie. Like you say, maybe it would be because they wanted to save that.
1: That and they didn't do that for anyone else.
0: And maybe they wanted to save that kind of detail for his own... Yeah. He is getting a new movie. No one so. else gets... Three minutes. No, and for some okay. reason, I I wanted Captain Story, maybe I, maybe our I favorite because you him? like it the most. Yeah, maybe yeah. That that was probably it because I was riveted as soon as he came on the screen. I was like, what I really like about Captain America is his old school attitude and how heroic he actually is. He's not playing; he's he's a hero, and he makes it clear to everybody, I'm a hero.
1: We didn't say that,
0: but it's clear where he yeah. stands in terms of. This isn't a joke, I'm here, you know, you, Tony Starr, you, you're joking around and stuff. No, it's not a joke, I'm here to save everybody. Like, this this is my job. <laughs> you right
1: make here. him sound really arrogant, I'm a hero. He's just no, there but to do an his old, job.
0: No, in an old-fashioned way. He's like, there to do his job. An actual, yeah, like, I, you know. He's been joke, You can joke them. around all you want, I'm gonna, you know, save people. That's, that's my yeah. superhero thing. So, um... What else is it? There's um, Live to Rise, the Soundgarden music video. It's the song that plays at the end. If you like Soundgarden, they've not done any new stuff for a while, so you get a new Soundgarden song. Um, You also get audio commentary by director Joss Whedon, so you can watch the movie again and listen to the commentary. Um, And that's it. You also get the soundtrack. The soundtrack includes um, 13 tracks.
1: don't like listening to him talk very much because he talks about you have... These audience identifier, char- ident- identifying characters who are there to, like, just kind of he sucks the life out of it a little bit he's when they're talking.
0: Um, it's I've heard him talk a lot, and it's typical Joss Whedon talk. If you're a mega fan of Joss Whedon, you'll like him because he's it's got very
1: mechan- very clinical.
0: Yeah, so this is directed by Joss Whedon, um, who is beloved to a lot of people because he is the creator of uh, Buffy, the creator of Firefly, the creator of Dollhouse, the creator of Angel, the director of Serenity, which I really liked. I never watched Firefly, but I did watch Serenity and enjoyed it, which is really difficult because I had no basis on what it was. Mm. And I enjoyed it in its own right. Even
1: watching the movie, we're like, why would they cancel something? Yeah, that why would they cancel this? With this? And then I went back story. and
0: watched the show on Netflix. It's only one season. And the show's fantastic. I have no idea why that was cancelled. But I am glad it's just one season and that movie to top it off. It kind of makes it even more special. You know, Joss Whedon's obviously got a knack for characters. Um, you know, you can't argue with Buffy. You know, it's a pretty good show. Mm. I've, I actually watched it. I watched it a few times. Yeah, an angel obviously off the back of that and
1: um, Is angel the one with the blue guy and the no, what's the one with the blue guy and I think Buffy's in it or she they know her, I don't know. Angel has to hers. do with Buffy. Okay. Yeah. There's like uh, a dude who's blue and then there's a guy who's like I don't know To do that. with Satan or something.
0: I watched Dollhouse. That's Le- Eliza Dushku. That was a stranger uh, it only lasted two seasons. His things,
1: mm-hmm. his
0: things are good. Everybody loves them. The fans love them, and then they don't seem Buffy to. Buffy last.
1: lasted a long time.
0: Buffy did last a long time. So I think he's done a fantastic job of this. You know, he um, he's directed movies before, like Serenity, but this is a huge undertaking. This movie it is, and to to actually, I think he pulled it off. He pulled off the Avengers. The Avengers are on the screen. I buy them. They're saving the world. It's awesome. You know, I know there's a lot of stuff already set up for him to pull it off. Yeah. But I think he pulled it off. I I don't think this movie's a failure in any way. Like, obviously, financially it's not. But um, for me... Does
1: someone think it is?
0: uh, I've heard some people, um, you know... There's obviously naysayers and... Yeah, but... I... From the beginning of it, and in fact... When when the Avengers comes on the screen just after the opening sequence I actually clapped. You did. Because <laughs> what a setup for the movie, you know? I don't want to spoil it, but the beginning up to the credit. Well, there's no credit, it's just the Avengers logo. If you're not pumped after that <laughs> to see what's going to happen next, if you think you want to leave then, there's something <laughs> wrong with you because yeah, it really gets you in the mood for it. So yeah, I I think it was um fantastic uh the blu rays really good. The sound's awesome. It's that kind of Blu-ray where it fills your entire screen. I love screen.
1: that. I love it. There's no
0: widescreen bars at all, so it's it's the full frame. Not that
1: it matters to us, but because you get it's big enough, you right, don't it, see the bars. But it really, is, but it is awesome. the preferable
0: way of seeing a movie. I think um, it's it fits perfectly. It's not cut off. It's just the movie in your full screen. Um, so conclusion, I it's highly for me. If you're a comic book fan or you like action movies or you just like these big spectacle movies, yeah, big can't really go wrong with it it's um this summer's I know we haven't seen the Batman one yet, but we will very shortly when it comes out but um so far it's like the thing the biggest thing like it's just one of their movies isn't it it's not we saw another movie this week which i'm going to mention in a minute it's not like that movie. <laughs> And it shows you the two kind of movies I can enjoy, or yes. you can enjoy. Yes, They're on both opposite side of the scales. Yeah, this it does something for me. It's like, um... It's very back
1: satisfying, my, Yeah, I think.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, some people might say, oh, it's very shallow, or sure. whatever. Sure. And it kind of is, but it's a comic book movie. And it is
1: somebody coming to destroy the Earth, or, you know, control yeah. humanity, and someone in Tides has to save us. But Doctor Who is that every single week. <laughs> yeah. And I
0: enjoy it every week, whatever it is. And I know what's going to happen. Doctor Who's very... Um, it's predictable, isn't sure. it, in its own way. I mean, yeah, they might throw a few curveballs at you. But generally, you know, where it starts and where it's going to end. But... But that's the sad I like the character. Yeah. And I want to Even though we also
1: this. both like really, really... De- like... Um, what's the word doom and gloom and and endings that do leave open to like oh so yeah. it's not everything's. I I like movies with do that do not have a happy ending I like movies that have a question mark ambiguous as we will discuss in a minute or movies that you just have to fill in everything yourself and it's just basically a little it's a it's a like a feather tickling your brain about things I like that too I like you know the full range
0: so, The Avengers, highly recommended. Um, if you, You've probably seen it by now, but now you can buy it. Not
1: necessarily.
0: A lot of people saw it, apparently.
1: Sure.
0: So, um, uh, yeah, thanks to... Uh, I was going to say thanks to Disney for sending me the Blu-ray for review. But they didn't actually send me this yeah, one for review. I that. purchased <laughs> okay. this one. So, thanks to me for purchasing this Blu-ray. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, next week's Blu-ray review will be Rock of Ages. Um, extended edition apparently so uh, on Blu-ray we'll be taking a look at that next week and if you want to enter a contest go to aschoolie.com we've got a couple of contests going on right now you can win some is this
1: like a javelin throwing competition yes you can win some awesome prizes
0: by doing some athletics on the site clicking your mouse that's all you'll be doing it's like drawing on the back of a matchbook that kind of competition yes so movie memory one two three Um, let me see if I can remember it without even looking Three Jeremy Renner movies. Hurt Locker? Correct.
1: Uh, the City? Nope. Yes. Nope. Not The City, then.
0: Nope. What? Not The, nope. not the City, no.
1: No, what's well, it called, then?
0: Well, I'm not going to tell you. No, guessing. no,
1: you know, what I'm, you know what movie I'm talking about.
0: I do, yeah, because it's, it's one of them.
1: <laughs> With Ben Affleck. <laughs> yes, The Town. Okay, well, gee, many. I was yeah. just had a little bit... I was too big for my britches there. And... Uh, the Avengers.
0: You can't have The Avengers.
1: <laughs> oh. Another Jeremy Renner. I don't even know if I've... Have I seen another one?
0: Yes. No. Maybe not. I, uh, which ones did I put down? <laughs> you said Hurt Locker, and you said The Town. Um... I'm going to have to look
1: yeah look I give up
0: alright well one of them I'm off mic
1: you're close enough it can hear you where are the controls for me to do this with yeah it
0: yeah you can highlight it now and the see
1: three movies
0: yeah I think um, actually one of them is the new barn movie he's the new barn remember
1: oh that's right yeah
0: yeah and then there's another one there too I don't I know where I can't
1: see him but you'll think of it I can't do can it you quickly can not highlight it not quickly oh I okay. can
0: I this, thought you hated
1: this kind of thing did mention this the other week
0: making this easier but apparently we did not
1: it's not up to we it is up to you so you can do it yourself
0: The <laughs> Bourne Legacy
1: right was he in that?
0: yeah the new Ball movie is called The Bourne Legacy
1: well I haven't seen that
0: I know you've not I <laughs> you wouldn't know that he's in the <laughs> And it hasn't Bourne. been
1: out yet has it? yes oh right, right been
0: okay. in the cinemas uh, and there's something else but I can't get that thing to work so I don't know what it is I mean, he's been in several.
1: Right, I just don't remember him, and you know.
0: That's why it that was, that's why that. I chose it, because he's kind of hard to... And pinpoint. you didn't
1: explain what Movie Memory 1 through 2, 3 is.
0: Yeah, it's a game that we play, you guess a movie, we just did it, that was the explanation. You
1: guess a movie.
0: You guess, you know, some stuff, 1, you 2, You say,
1: three. name three movies that have whatever, and then you have to think of it from your own memory. That's that one
0: was great, wasn't it? Because we did it, and then we <laughs> fiddled around with that. For, um, yeah, that was great. We have to streamline that.
1: That is up to you. That is not up to me. I, I, didn't, I, didn't I can't I was, say it enough I times. don't know how to streamline it. Get your freaking tablet and do it right in front of your face. Email Quit it, relying on what me. That's
0: to do every week.
1: No, just do it. God.
0: I did it one week. I emailed the results to me.
1: Anyone, if it's your first time and you don't know that we're married, then this is a good example. A wife who has said it very clearly. Solve this I'm problem yourself. I'm not even going to write it on there. I'm
0: just going to put Solve it in my Solve this problem
1: up. yourself. And it seems to be like talking to a brick wall. And all the wives and the women will be going, oh, Hallelujah!
0: I mean, <laughs> I'm dying to know what the other one is.
1: <laughs> and you can't... See, it's movie memory. You're supposed to just think of it in your own memory
0: oh okay that's the
1: idea here's the other one Thor Thor? yep
0: what was he in Thor?
1: Hawkeye oh duh <laughs> and, and, here's the
0: other, and here's the other one Mission <laughs> oh, Impossible Ghost Protocol
1: you are right oh yeah, yeah I have seen that one
0: alright so there you go there's okay. our the Jeremy Renner yeah so you win no you don't win You don't win. I got two out of All right, movie recommendations this week. This is the segment of the show where we recommend some movies based off this week's movie or not, depending on our mood. Exactly. I base mine off this movie this week. And I say, if you see The Avengers and you haven't seen the rest of this Marvel Universe thing, because some people have probably seen this as the first one, go back and watch all of them, because they're all fun in their own way. And the second thing is the um, Christopher Nolan Batman Batman trilogy.
1: If you do plop in the... Uh, in either of the other Hulks though the Incredible Hulk or Incredible Hulk uh, don't be shocked because neither one of them is going to be this guy yeah.
0: <laughs> just and the Batman trilogy we've not seen the Dark Knight Rises yet we will when it comes out but um they are releasing a Blu-ray set Warner Brothers uh, when that comes out and it's all three Batman movies on Blu-ray for $30 so that's pretty good $10 a movie so if you've not bought into them yet you just get the whole lot for 30 bucks. um and I recommend those if there's two different types of ways of making a superhero movie there's Christopher Nolan's way which is the ultra realistic way of doing it and then there's this way making it like a comic book both ways have their own valid
1: there's also Sam Raimi if you think about Spider-Man yeah
0: it felt very comic book though as well right but kind of
1: Mm, bridging the gap I think between real and comic book
0: yeah, I can't believe they've remade Spider-Man so soon. It just seems really... I mean, yeah, we'll probably see that soon too, but, you know, they've redone it. Um, so, yeah, that's mine this week. Batman, the Nolan trilogy, and all the rest of these.
1: And mine clearly have nothing to do with this movie whatsoever. Number one is Rhoda, that TV show from the 70s. Just go back and watch it. It. I don't know where you can find it. I have it on DVD. Just go back It's clever, it's funny, if you are a woman who grew up in the 70s or a woman at all of any age, I think that Rhoda is like, I don't know, it's clever and it's funny and it's a little bit ridiculous sometimes, but it's fantastic. And I think, I'm I'm realizing now how I was formed as a a woman, as a personality in this life by watching these shows, you know, Hot Lips Who from M.A.S.H., I should say Major Julian and Mary Tyler Moore and Rhoda and her sister Brenda and all these other women. Instead of being raised in a time when you were watching, if you were a girl during like the 50s and watching, you know, like that completely different set of women on the screen, small screen. I don't know, just check it out again. It took me a couple episodes to get back into it because it felt a little bit like, oh my god, we're going to have the same episode over and over because Rhoda is what she is and the sister is what she is and the mother is what she is. But get it going and it's just... It taps into so many reality things. I love it. And the other thing is... I just recently, after having seen it on my Netflix recommended queue and stuff, I saw Archer... And then I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna like it. I don't think." But then I watched it, and I think it's it's got its moments where I think, "Oh my God, it's up its own ass," and these people think they're so funny and clever. And then I also laughed my head off about I'd say about fifty percent, sixty percent of the time. What, so why do you never watch South Park? I'm used to watch it.
0: I mean, on, you, I, when you I've, I heard you saying you know, I want to see something it's else. More mean, South Park, it's really
1: more mean. Yeah. It's like mean spirited more than just being like. Family
0: Guy is fairly mean in parts, though.
1: No, it's not mean spirited. It's like there's a difference between poking fun, and then there's the things where Seth MacFarlane and whoever's writing with them are just blatantly being like calling people out or whatever you want to call it. But then I've watched South Park. I've watched many. I watched a couple up, a couple seasons just flat out in a row because I liked yeah, it. I've it was on Sunday it. nights, and I would just watch it. I think it was either like on before or after X Files. I forget, but I watched it every week and. I just always felt that, like, you're just being really... uh you're just being hateful. And it's inappropriate beyond what I... I mean, I like a lot of inappropriate humor. But I don't know. I just don't... It has a lot of laughs, yeah. But I, I'm not recommending South Park. I'm recommending Archer. <laughs> when he had cancer. And it's just... Oh, my God. Spoilers. Not that it's funny. But it's... Oh, here's a third recommendation. It has nothing to do with movies, however. On Saturdays, on PBS, not PBS, on NPR radio, because I listen on our local NPR station or public radio station, is a show called Radio Lab and a show called This American Life. I think it is. Two different shows. And every week I I am mesmerized and educated and flabbergasted and... I'm riveted to the radio. I don't want to miss a single minute. And I don't know. It just, I've got, I feel like there are times when I'm leaned on the counter and the radio is right in front of me and I'm looking at a radio. And then I realized in my time, in my life, I've thought, oh my God, how could people have just sat around a radio before TV was invented and just sit there all in their chairs and having a drink and listening to three hours worth of radio programming. And now I get it. Like listening to this podcast. Because I am yeah exactly. I am, but they they make a world and they make these stories they tell i don't know it's just, and then before that is also Wait, wait, don't tell me, which is really funny too it's a very like um they be quizzes of what's in the news this week, like lots of questions about just modern and they have comedians and actors and actresses and do like but those two this American life and radio lab on any nPR station that you have, you can also go on their website and I don't think you can listen to full episodes. I haven't been able to find them anyway. Maybe they don't post them for a week or two or something like that. But I, just turn on your radio on the weekends and you listen you to You can them.
0: listen to full episodes at NPR. There's even an NPR player app for Android and um, iPhone.
1: We can listen to them like listen right when them. they happen?
0: No, not while they happen, but like within a couple of hours later. Is it? Because This American Life, a lot of people I know listen to it. and they, It's that's amazing. They to it's
1: it. an... Um, it's, it. They tell... And, like I said, it's educational. And um, I'm just. In fact, I, in I just listened to an
0: NPR show um, today. And it was an interview with Paul Thomas Anderson, which was to bring us on to our next point. Um, mm-hmm. And I can't remember the lady's show. She, a lady who's interviewing him. And it's a, the movie show on there, whatever it is called, something talk. And she interviewed him for 45 minutes. And I got it off the web. And it's really good. So, yeah, move it's on to quality that.
1: quality programming. That's all I can say. It's fantastic. And I donate every year to NPR. So, to our local NPR radio station. So, regular
0: listeners of this show will know who my favorite director is. George Lucas? Of all time. <laughs> yeah, actually, my favorite director over George Lucas. I mean, George Lucas is not actually my favorite director. No. Just happened to make a film that I really like. But actually, uh, my favorite director is Paul Thomas Anderson, and I will go out of my way to see...
1: Paul Thomas Anderson, who has made which movies? Because there are two Paul Thomas He has Sandersons. made
0: Hard Eight. You should watch all these movies immediately if you have not. Hard Eight. Boogie Nights. Uh, boogie Nights, if you're a man. I, I love
1: you? the... Not buggy. Buggy. I like the way you say boogie.
0: Boogie Nights. Boogie Magnolia, nights. which happens to be my top film of all time. Um, Punch Drunk Love, which is, if you're an Adam Sandler fan, it's probably the movie that you don't like of his. <laughs> um... <laughs> And There Will Be Blood, <laughs> and now The Master, which is his newest movie. And we, you know, I had to go and seek this one out, because mm-hmm. it's pretty difficult to see, because it's not on everywhere. But we found a, a movie theatre nearby, nearish by...
1: 33 miles, to be yeah, exact.
0: That, that was screening The Master this week, and we went to watch The Master, which is his latest film. And not surprisingly, I was completely blown away by it. In fact, I'm still thinking about it today. And we watched it.
1: I felt like I could feel you Wednesday. being in love with everything about it. I could feel a vibe from you, like you were in movie Nirvana.
0: Yeah, I didn't take, I didn't blink. I didn't feel like the entire time. Like I was, I just, uh, I. At one point, I realized I had my hand on my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah like because there was like some shocking stuff going on or whatever and I was kind of like really into it and my hand I was like why have you got my hand on my mouth to my hand off my mouth but are you tell the whole story um but well the movie itself uh the master it's we're gonna review it when the blu-ray comes out because I will be seeing this multiple times I'm sure in fact I feel like I need to see it again it's like that Absolutely. movie um because it's so in, uh you've got to be a certain type of person to like Paul Thomas Anderson's films I think
1: Agreed. Well, Hard Eight may be one of those that you don't have to be a certain kind of person. For Boogie oh, Nights. Boogie
0: Nights probably is the most anybody could watch, and but there again, it's pretty.
1: It's hard to take in, but
0: yeah, but The Master is, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson's progressed as a filmmaker, I think, um, and this these the last two movies, There Will Be Blood and this one, I feel, have the most likening to each other in the style that he's going for. It's kind of this, you know. This movie feels like a daydream to me. It's like I am just being whisked along on this wave of... I don't even know what it is. It's not even like a proper narrative a lot of the time. It's like a... Do you know Tree of Life? We mentioned Tree Mm -hmm. of Life. I know Tree of Life's a little bit more avant-garde than this is. Um, But it's got that vibe to me. It's like I am sat on somebody's shoulder watching events happen. It's not like I'm watching a film. And it's to do with the way he films the actual visual look he goes for. Um, which in this movie is really interesting. And I think one of them, it's really beautiful to look at. I can still see things in my mind, the the shots. Um, and one thing comes to mind is the wake behind the boat as it's going. Yeah. And what that really means in terms of the movie, you know. Um, so I don't know what. Tell me. I don't want to spoil anything <laughs> for anybody. Because you should see this um with And an then old... come up
1: with your own conclusion. Yeah.
0: And um What it's about just briefly like not, not spoiling anything, is about a man.
1: Before you say it, I will tell you what I think of it, because it's in the movie as well. It's like the inkblot test. You look at an inkblot and you decide what you see. Pussy. Ugh like, oh, Thanks. <laughs> Again. It's... Charming. That's actually part of the movie. It is, but I'm saying that's not what I'm saying. It is. That's what this movie is. Now, while I'm I'm of the school of thought, if you will, that I don't like to constantly add my own interpretation to movies necessarily, nor to art necessarily. I might be able to find different things visually, but in a movie, if the director, the writer, the person who made it hasn't said this is what it is, or open interpretation think what you want then i don't sit and speculate and argue about it necessarily i will say what i kind of sort of think but i will never say oh that is what it is and that's what this movie all of it is an inkblotter test you watch it and then you go uh what did i see what did i what was that that's how i think of it
0: yep that's what it is and it's um about, you know, just on a plain level, it's about a guy... Bullet points. A guy played by Joaquin... Joaquin? Joaquin. Joaquin. Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix, um, who, incidentally, lost a load of weight for this role. He kind of changed his physicality. It's very... He's, what Paul Thomas Anderson said in this interview I listened to today was he basically became the character for three months. He didn't break out of the character even during breaks or even during his time off. Like his friends yeah. were reporting that he was still that, like so. He's it's a real method, yeah, yeah, and you can tell. And it's and I, I'm not a mega fan of that guy, but in this movie, I, it wasn't him, he correct? Was, you know, that's it, what it felt like. I don't, know. yeah. I mean, he he really did something with this. Um, but yeah, he he's uh, in the war. He comes out of the war, World War Two, World War Two, and he's a bit messed up by events of World War Two, etc.
1: I think he was messed up already.
0: Yeah, I also think he was messed up, but I think it also took another toll on him. And then he, you know, as a lot of people who come out of World War II have to find the way in life, normal life. He doesn't find his way in normal life. He tries it and kind of drifts from one thing to another where he meets yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of the greatest actors of all time. <laughs> 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 and... um this is not a biased review, by the way. No, not at all. Meets him, and this guy is very. How would you call it? What'd you say about him? He's very.
1: It's him in a different package. That's what I say.
0: Yeah, but this guy is very.
1: He's seeking. Almost.
0: Yeah, but he's almost like a. Well, he's 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 called the master.
1: You think of him like a spider on a web, like he's pulling people into his. Yeah,
0: he's like a charming kind of snake oil sales kind of
1: puppet master is what that's why it's the master well not only why but
0: everybody needs a master but um you know Freddy played by Phoenix gets drawn into this web and um kind of exists within this web for a while slips in and out of it I'm being very vague because I want you to experience it because if I said what it was kind of alluding to uh, yeah don't say yeah. yeah most people do know what it is alluding to but it's a controversial subject, and it's very interestingly... What I like about it is he doesn't take sides on this issue or anything. It's just the story of these men. And, you know, it's brilliantly acted. <laughs> um, I love There Will Be Blood, but I think I like this one better. I was thinking about it, you know? And I think Daniel Day-Lewis is awesome in There Will Be Blood. But I think everybody is awesome in this movie. Like, I, everybody's memorable. Like, I remember Daniel Day-Lewis. And, and, and Paul Dano a little bit.
1: The milkshake guy.
0: But I remember um, everybody in this, the master. I mean, I think everybody did a fantastic job, including people who I don't even know who they are, like the model lady in the department store. Yeah. I don't know who she is. She's not in it that long, but she leaves a mark in my mind like everybody did. You know, it's... um. It's a really complicated Doris. movie. It's, you know, it's as long as The Avengers <laughs> in a different way. That's what I'm saying. We it is too. not
1: The Avengers. That is for sure.
0: No, I recommend it. Um, it's not for everybody. If you are got short attention span, you ain't going <laughs> to like this movie. It's hard, isn't it, to... Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, it was made for me. Uh,
1: specifically, yes. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I knew... Uh, well... I'm always a bit scared to go and see a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. I know he hasn't filmed me so far. I've liked every single one, like like over and above most um, movies I've ever seen. But it's always a bit scary to go and see a new one because I really don't want the day to come where I hate one of them.
1: Like Kevin Smith.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You
1: had that same thing about Kevin Smith. He's awesome, oh my God. Yeah. Clerks, chasing Amy, this fantastic yeah. dogma, excellent.
0: Yeah. And then he's... <laughs> in the last few years none of them have tickled my fancy at all like i mean and then
1: it erases a little bit of the he'll never take
0: chasing amy away from me though
1: no but it erases your it starts to take away because it's just like in life you've known if you know somebody your whole life and they're awesome and then they start doing really shitty things you tend to start forgetting the good things. And unfortunately, that's, you know, so for Paul Thomas Anderson, you just, you would rather him, and Quentin Tarantino has not failed you yet, has he? No. So I I think you would rather them only make a movie every five or six years. Absolutely. And not, not do it. And Paul Thomas Anderson, one And if he was to fail you, would you want to contact him directly and find out what happened?
0: No, I would (laughs) just see it as like, you know, it's... People like,
1: oh, you give him a pass, and then what about the no, next one? No, I give one?
0: also, I, you know, I would give Kevin Smith a pass on, um, uh, Cop Out's just a studio movie. I understand why that but was. there's
1: been three now. You got Cop Out, you got Red State, and you've got, what was the other one that you didn't like? Wasn't there? They're no the one? only two, though. Oh, no, I'm thinking of his whole, the network thing, too, where you've listened to him so much, or we were. Right, uh, Red State, I don't dislike, but I didn't think oh, it was the best Porno. Oh, yeah, I did not like it. See? So that's three that just didn't really...
0: Yeah. And, you know, Paul Thomas Anderson could cover a topic in a movie that I don't give a crap about, and it's kind of boring to me. Um, And I might not dig his film. But there again, I might dig his film because it's him, right? Right. Uh, Like, because he brings to it his thing. But, um, yeah, I recommend you see it. It's hard to go and see it at the moment. You know, like, we we had to come. If you live in a metropolis or whatever, metropolis... If you live in a big city...
1: Metropolitan area?
0: You'll probably be able to see it anywhere. But um, if you live...
1: Well, the town we went to is smaller than this town. But they happen to have it.
0: Right. Only because they've got an art house theatre there. Which is kind of primarily... That kind of movie would end up there. Um, Because in Um, the big... It's in
1: some big multiplexes In the multiplexes
0: in that town. They're not there. Right.
1: But it's in other multiplexes. So don't be... I mean, it might be everywhere. And if you're in a city, you might have it ten times over.
0: And it will be everywhere. I'm sure come Oscar season... They'll, they'll re release it. it, especially if it starts to get buzz on it, and it probably will, I imagine. I just think it's like very early in the Oscar buzz season. It might get forgotten about because other stuff comes along right up that, and people forget about this, but hopefully they don't. So, um, what was the story of going to see the Master? You can. The story
1: was, we discovered it wasn't local, so our only choices were going to be to drive two and a half hours that direction, two and a half hours that direction, or 30 minutes one other particular direction, to a theater that we didn't have a lot of information about. A small, I guess they call themselves art house theater, I don't know, but it's got two small theaters where it's got like 80 seats in one and 120 seats in the other, including couches and a combination of office chairs and other kind of seating. It's just sort of you know, it's the artsy, fartsy, semi-pretentious, oh, we love films kind of place. And that was our attitude about it, because we've, we went there once to see a movie, we walked past the window, it was nighttime, we could see in, and everyone looked really snotty, and so we chose not to go there. Yeah, now, had- that doesn't sound like a very fair way to judge a place, but then in recent, in the past week or so, we have both been trying to communicate with this theater over and over, tweeting them Facebook you called their phone I called their phone to try to get information about about, buying tickets about buying the tickets either pre-ordering them or like also specifically which they have a big theater and a little theater which one is it in just no communication and that kind of put us off and then at the last minute we decided screw it we'll just go we go we're in the very last minute we go to a parking garage where there are no instructions whatsoever as to what to do There's no gate, you know, that you go through. So I parked, and we went, and we came back, and we had a parking ticket. and then $15 to park? $15 instead of the $2.50 that I paid afterwards in the little machine that we found afterwards because we had no idea what to do. So I'll have to sort that ticket out later. Probably
0: $17.50 to park then. (laughs) That's pretty cheap.
1: (laughs) Then you will get to pay me the additional $17.50. Trust me. But uh, that made it more of an adventure. So that was kind of fun. And we got there just in time. And uh, it was interesting. I was in like an office chair that wasn't super comfy. But it seemed like after a couple of minutes, I sort of, because I was so. Not an office chair with wheels on it. It was an office chair, the kind you sit in an office. Next yeah, to but your not,
0: desk. not. I think of it like this, what I'm sat on. No. It's not like that. It's not a swivelly one. It's like a.
1: It's an office chair that you sit in the office for people to sit in. Right. It's like a waiting
0: room you. chair almost.
1: Um, I guess I don't think of it that way. It's like the chair that's next to her across mine from was more desk. like a
0: waiting room chair, like a vinyl kind of covered.
1: And they were all, they don't match. They had all different chairs. They had couches, but when we came in, it was pitch black, and you basically were in a panic for us to just sit down and get. Well, the movie wasn't on yet, but so we just sat where we sat, and that was that. One guy got up and left at one particular scene, never saw him again.
0: just happened to be a lot of nude ladies on the screen at the time. Oh, I
1: wasn't going to say anything, but whatever. I wasn't going to give anything away. Well,
0: that's why you left.
1: I wasn't going to say why, because now people watch it and think... It says
0: right at the beginning, nudity.
1: Yeah, but the... Whatever. But that was a fun, fun little adventure. So, what was the cinema called? Ragtag cinema.
0: Yeah, I would give it average rating...
1: We'll have to go and see something in the big one. Big theater.
0: Yeah, the small one which we watched it in.
1: And it was fine. I liked it. I mean come I mean, I was fine with it. I'd go see loads of movies there. Um They also have like a little coffee shop and a little cafe thingy and they have they sell books and all kinds of stuff. It's sort of it's a college town. They sell books, so, I never saw that. Yes, they have like racks of movie books, books. used books that you can buy. And then there's a the movie places attached to it where you can still buy videotapes and all kinds of old and like out of you know, like Collector kind of movies and rent movies, I think, as well.
0: The place next door says it's the specialist in European cinema.
1: That's it. It
0: does have this... Yeah,
1: snottiness.
0: pretentious kind of... If you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And it feels a bit intimidating in those yeah. places.
1: because you go in. You don't know Even though that's
0: what I'm into. Like, I still feel intimidated by it. I mean, yep. yeah, I like that kind of cinema. And I like... I'd like to go and look in, in the DVD section at European movies, but...
1: I but you know what, some guy standing at the counter looking at you thinking, yeah, well, well, he doesn't know it? anything about European yeah, cinema. Exactly. Well, it,
0: <laughs> what's he looking at? And like
1: every question you ask, you're going to get this sort of like uh, eye-rolling answer. <laughs> I'm quite
0: knowledgeable, so I could probably have a good conversation with that guy. I just don't feel like I, I, I can help. don't you know. They know
1: they've got that different level going on.
0: So yeah, it's, at least we got to see it. I can't wait for the Blu-ray now. Um, and yeah, that's The Master. Uh, I've been playing one game this week, Resident Evil 6. Uh, Resident Evil 6 is the new Resident Evil game, obviously. Huge. Got to number 6. It's so huge. There's it's more than 6, because there's a bunch of spin off ones and stuff. Um, it's been getting really bad press. 3 out of 10, 2 out of 10, 1 out of 10, I've seen it. I, I've played it now for 10, 15 hours. And if I had to give it a number out of 10, I'd give it about 6.5. Right. And the the reason being... It's nowhere near as bad as what people are saying. But what is wrong with it, and this is what is wrong with it, is completely unfocused. There are three campaigns, three different characters, and there's a fourth campaign when you finish the first three. There's a, a one that unlocks an extra one. So it's like four campaigns, and each campaign's about ten hours long. And normally in a Resident Evil game, you'll get one of those that's ten hours long, and that's the whole game. So the game's automatically... Four times, you know, 40 hours almost. And they're all the three, four different characters. So you're playing the same series of events. Well, not the same series of events. The same timeline from four different characters' points of view. But they're all different missions and stuff. But what the game doesn't do is it doesn't give you the missions or the campaigns in order of any kind. Like, you can pick any of them whenever you want. Now, it would be... It's better to go online and look up the preferred way of playing it so it all fits in a row. Because otherwise you don't know what's going on. It's really hard to tell what's going on because you've missed details from one that are in another one and people meet up from one in another and you don't understand why. You have to kind of see it in the right order. They made a really bad decision of not just playing it out in that order. I mean, because they could have. And they let you pick... If you pick Chris's campaign first... The other two peoples that you could have picked, their stuff's already occurred, and Chris starts, and they don't explain what's occurred previously. And he mentions things, and you're like, "I don't know what you're talking about." He's talking about Jake. Who's Jake? Well, Jake's a guy you've, if you played him, you'd know all about. But you know nothing of him. Or
1: you have weird. to know it, or you're just curious. Well, it makes
0: no. You do kind of. It all ties together. Kind
1: of, or yes, you do. Yes, you do. Don't you think these people are intelligent enough to know that? No,
0: and and it was made by six hundred people, That's right? Good. It's the first. It sounds
1: like the list of uh, CGI people on uh, Avengers. <laughs> that list was yeah. like
0: I mean, hundreds that, of people. That's a lot of people to make a game. And what it's come to is Resident Evil is such a huge property now for Capcom. That one of their biggest properties, apart from Street Fighter, is we got to make a really big, better game every single time, right? And this time they go to the sixth one. They're like, let's make four big games and give it, give them everything and a multiplayer mode and a. And it's so packed to the brim with stuff, it feels unfocused. I would have rather had just one of these campaigns, but much tighter and better. Because the is a little bit wonky, it's got some camera angle issues, it's got... The shooting doesn't feel very good, which is really bad when it's a shooting game, right? So it it, it feels a bit off, like you can never... like. In a good shooting game, if you're good at it, you can always hit what you're supposed to be shooting. Like, you're a good aim. You can shoot. In this, there's always seems to be this wonkiness where you don't ever know if you're going to hit properly. So if I aim a laser sight right at a zombie's head and the laser is shining right in his eyes and I pull the trigger, the zombie's head should blow up, right? And he should die. He I'd, say, I'd say fifty out 50% of the time the bullet hits him and nothing happens he just keeps coming oh yeah now in the previous Resident Evil games if your your laser sight was on that zombie and you shot the head would disappear and the zombie would go down and you knew he was done this time for some reason your bullet doesn't seem to work even though it hit him so I don't know what that is it's like they put it in there for like to make you less easy about it was it on purpose? I feel like they did I feel like it's like a like some like a you're slightly off aim sometimes because of the kickback or whatever but it it doesn't make it fun because you never know when they're actually going to go down and you've only got so much ammo and you end up wasting ammo Um, the three different campaigns one of them's like Gears of War it's like a shooter it's like a pure shooter you've got a machine gun you shoot
1: Gears of War Gears of War yeah, if I don't know what Gears of War is... It's a
0: very popular third-person shooter from uh, Epic Games. There's three of them.
1: Third-person shooter means what? You're just running around shooting people.
0: Yeah, and you can see
1: your character. From behind. Yes. Not just your hand.
0: No, from behind. So, um, Gears of War, it,
1: Resident Evil's
0: never been a pure shooter. It's always been a solving puzzles, navigating how like a, an environment... And scaring and, the crap out of you. Scaring the crap out of you, and a story unfolds as you go along, you know? Um, there's very minimal puzzles here. The puzzles have been almost Aww. all stripped away. In fact, I haven't done a puzzle yet and I've played 15 hours nearly. There isn't a puzzle yet. I'm sure there are some, but there hasn't been any. Um, so, yeah, they got rid of that. There's a lot more shooting. Chrissy's campaign is actually just shooting with machine guns. Like, there's no lack of bullets. You uh, are a dude is a army dude and you shoot loads of zombies with a gun. It's like a... Balls out action game, like a halo or something. Then you've got Jake's campaign, which is a lot of running away from things. That's his campaign. There's something coming after him, a big thing that you can't kill, and he has to run away a lot. And the running away is you running towards the camera. Oh
1: my God, I hate that. With
0: something behind
1: you. Don't you hate that?
0: I really hate it. It's uh, pointless. There's nothing you can do. Just run. And running in this game involves pressing A.
1: And plus you don't know where you're going or what you're... No, you just... You're going to run into a wall or a hole or... It
0: involves pressing A and holding your stick towards the camera. That's not fun, that part. I mean, and and you can see the thing chasing you. That's cool. But you can't deal with it in any way, shape or form. And every so often, that is going to happen. It's always going to be coming, right? So Resident Evil 3 actually had that mechanic. So they've tried to go back to some of these old games... It's not fun. Uh, And then... The other campaign is... um, Leon. And Leon's campaign is very much like Resident Evil 4... Which is actually one of the best games.
1: Leon the Professional?
0: No, Leon. um, And his campaign is actually pretty good. Um, And it feels like Resident Evil 4. But it has the wonky shooting. And Resident Evil 4 had really good shooting. So it's like a, a worse version of Resident Evil 4. So overall as a package... Even though it is a Resident Evil game, and it feels like a Resident Evil game because they're all the characters you know and love. They brought them all back. It just feels really like they tried really hard to do everything and stick too many things in the box. Like, they need to whittle it down. If they make a seven, which I'm assuming... Like, trim
1: all the crap, pick a character, go to some scary spooky shit with lots of infected people, and that's it. Make it yeah. It, focus it,
0: really hard on making yeah. the shooting feel just right and the scare factor feel just Send right. Turn the
1: story back down to you having to protect the world from the Umbrella Corporation. Yes, it's the same thing as before, but add a few twists. But keep the thing where you're scared all the time and it looks really interesting and kind of weird, like where.
0: And there are a lot. There are a lot of um. In the Last Resident Evils, in the Resident Evil Five, um, Wesker the bad guy of the whole series meets his end and he's gone and in this one his son is one of the playable characters jake he's the one of the campaigns and it's wesker's son and he's not a bad guy he's a he's mm. just wesker's son right he's just happens to be the son of him but he's not a bad guy but he has got o- odd blood cuz wesker was some kind of mutation right so the blood inside jake is bad, but in a good way, because this blood could save humanity, it's like right. an antidote, so the b s a a which are Chris and all your good guys want to take chris uh, want to take Jake under the wing and use his blood to try and make a serum, and they tell him you are Wesker's son, Wesker happened to be this horrible guy who mutated himself. You have his blood, which we could use to find a reverse engineer to stop this zombie outbreak he's like that's fine but i need end of game (laughs) that's fine but i need like
1: the end of the whole thing
0: yeah he says i need 50 million dollars from you guys oh dear if you want my blood jerk and then the whole
1: Well, they just kill him and drain him out
0: well then the whole jake campaign is you you found him in this remote location you're this girl rebecca chambers She, not Rebecca James. I can't remember her name. Rebecca James is from one of the other games. But she has to bring him back, bring him in. And then along the way, there's complications with him, right? It's a really interesting story. I love it. I think that one would have been, just do that one really good and forget those other ones. Because they seem like tacked on. Because this is an interesting story because he doesn't, he's not a bad guy. He's just a bit of a shyster. He wants some money. And they need him. You know, and it's very easy for him to become a bad guy because he's a bit of a, a tool so yeah it's, it's really a, it's, it's good and you've seen it it looks mm-hmm. really good, the graphics are great the sound is great, the voice acting is really good, the cutscenes are amazing, it's 40 hours long plus a multiplayer element I mean you can't argue with the value of that but it's all kind of shoddy
1: well, so there's no value to that then. You
0: if you're a value. Resident Evil fan, there's, there's, there's value to it because it furthers your story.
1: Alright, but don't... Not, I wouldn't say that because if you're a real Resident Evil fan, this could be like, this isn't my Resident Evil.
0: Yeah, but it is because it's canon and it's a numbered... It's not a um, side project, it's actually the the games, the next game. It doesn't is, mean you'll
1: like it though.
0: It doesn't mean you'll like it, but you, I think you'd want to experience it at least for the story. I know the gameplay is super janky a lot of the time, and it really is. And there's parts where you die for no reason, parts where you get stuck in the wall.
1: In like seven hundred pe- or six hundred people. Yeah, it's it. it's unbelievable.
0: Like six hundred people could work on a game where. Or
1: is that an exaggeration?
0: No, it's six hundred people. The team's six hundred strong. Um, they basically just hired like, and and it shows because it's it's like watching the Avengers. It's like it's so high production values. It's hard to believe there's kind of a shitty game packed into there. Right. It's like they all concentrated on the art and the CG movies and the and the character design and all that, and then said, like, well, if they would have just kept Resident Evil 4's mechanics, it would have been good, but they didn't. They tried to change it all up. Um, it's a shame, really, because it's such a good series. It's, I mean, it spawned all these movies. It's It's a huge thing. You know, everybody loves a zombie. And they're not they're zombies. Not, zombies. not anymore. Infected. They've got a funny name. They're like Majenjo or something. They've got an actual name for them. Um, but yeah, that's Resident Evil Majinjo. 6. Majenjo. It, it, yeah, it, it, that's not it, but it sounds like that.
1: Majenjo.
0: Um, sounds like some African tribe name or something, and I think that is what it's supposed to sound like because this thing originated in Africa, this okay. spot, strain of, it's the sea virus now. Okay. remember it used to be the t virus yeah that's old school it's the c virus so that's Resident Evil six you'll see it in the bargain bins i'm telling you you will definitely see it with reviews like it's got it's fifty nine ninety nine right now i bet within a month it's twenty nine ninety nine on amazon or something
1: still not worth it
0: uh and i would buy it for twenty and i bought it for sixty so <laughs> yeah that was bad <laughs> so yeah i would i would Wait till it hits the bargain bins, get it used, maybe game fly it, that kind of thing. Then
1: you are the guy to convince to pay for my $15 ticket.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it for games this week. Nothing else came out. But next week, there are a couple of big ones. Dishonored comes out on Tuesday. It's a big, big game for this year, Dishonored. It's a uh, shoot-em-up slash uh, stealth game set in, the, in this weird future. It's a bit like Bioshock. Um, it's kind of this weird dystopian future kind of a what do you call that Um, art deco style it looks really good Um, you can use really weird um, stealth skills and stuff and then XCOM is also out on Tuesday and that's uh, XCOM's like Sid Meier I think it's Sid Meier it's one it's it's like a um, like point and click uh, strategy game but it's it's about aliens and the government against aliens. Like, uh, right. It's from back in the old days on the PC, but it's, this is a console version, a, a new version. Um, but yeah, it's not a... You've got a squad of guys and you tell them where to go, but it's not like uh, StarCraft real-time. It's like turn-based. Now that sounds really lame, but it's actually really good. And it's a actually a gameplay style that's kind of not even occurred for a while. It's like a... Yeah, it used to be the thing. We had turn-based strategy games. That This one's got really cool graphics, too. It's not, not been done for a long time, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how it is. And uh, very last on my list of stuff is the uh, James Bond Skyfalls coming out very soon. This week, uh, they announced that Adele is doing the title song. And I, I love the title sequences for James Bond... Um, films, it's one of my favourite parts where the title sequence comes on you know, and Shirley Bassey starts singing or whoever it is, Duran Duran it's been many people over the years, right The White Stripes did one, Garbage did one Paul McCartney did one Um, but Adele is the new one for Skyfall and the single is available now, you can get it on Amazon or iTunes it's called Skyfall, it's by Adele I'm going to play a little portion of it to lead us out of the show you can hear it there I love 007, fantastic. You love Adele. Um, and that's it. So uh, sit up. What's for dinner?
1: Tonight there will be gel vegetables. That is curry that we got in a jar at a, at the health food store in the town that we went to to see your lovely movie. And we found a few other products there as well, which we're going to be trying or food stuffs that we've never tried before. The Crunch Burger with a Q, Q R U N C H. Yeah, they're good. Made out of quinoa and other whole grains absolutely delicious I mean
0: the only thing wrong with them and I um fixed that immediately is I don't they're not not much salt I don't think they add any salt true I put yeah. a little bit of salt yeah. on and it tasted immediately a little bit of salt
1: and they've just got this toasty grainy they'll be great on a bun yeah really good we had right? them plain just on the plate with some other vegetables and stuff I forget what else I made but um so good. I mean, it's so... And I'm kind of oh. glad they
0: leave the salt out of them because mm-hmm. I only like a tiny bit of salt and sometimes they oversalt baked things. them
1: so they get kind of crunchy on the outside and then soft on the inside. It's almost had a certain almost a polenta, if you've ever had polenta, which is really nice. If you toast it really good, brown it up on the outside is really nice, but amazing. Crunch with cube.
0: Crunch burger, yeah. And, and what's cool about them, they're in a box that's like just the size of the burger. On the
1: website they have four in a box but we got a box that had
0: two in it like a sample box of some kind
1: something and then the may excuse me I'm not bored or anything or tired I'm just yawning you're tired or
0: something I've watched you kind of dropping like throughout
1: the I am tired I was tired yesterday too and I didn't sleep very well I felt like I was waking up all the time you kept waking up and I think that was waking me up but you weren't awake and I kept saying why are you sitting up and you say I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine. And then that woke me up for like 20 minutes, and I'd go to sleep, and then pretty soon I'd have your arm over me, and I'd kind of Did you drink wine as well, Lisa? I've had a glass of wine, but that doesn't make me tired. Does it not? Not really. Not unless it's like I've already had a really long day, which I haven't, but anyway. And I made rice, and of course I got some wheat tortillas. We'll have them. And my advice for the day, I don't really have any today. I hate to let everybody down, but... Be good. Well... I'm trying to formulate some solid advice, but this is like a real life hardcore thing. Where I have a friend who has, you know, she's got all my friends have children, growing children, teenage children, twenty something children, and one particularly having some issues that are real, real heavy duty. And as a person who has no children, but who's known this woman basically our whole lives, watching her grow up and now have children, as a friend. To someone where you can't fix their problem and you can't help them. I mean, you can help them as in moral support. And obviously if she would call me right now and say, Oh my God, XYZ has happened and I need 500 bucks. Or I need you to come here or we need a vehicle or whatever she would ask me for, I would do it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of help I could do. But in terms of just spending time with a friend who's having a hard time, maybe sometimes the best thing is, be their friend and not involved in the thing because I'm I don't live near her I'm not in her life every single day and our together time is always about us (laughs) like us either our history or having fun or doing something fun in the moment or just chatting about relationships and stuff and I can maybe give advice in terms of like my relationship to her Like, not her as a mother, but as a friend. And just say, like, what I think of her and how I see her. You know, what's best for her. And I'm not so focused on the whole family side of it. Because I'm not involved. So maybe my advice is, like, if you have a friend who's having a hard time, maybe just take that friend out and maybe remove them from the situation for a little while. And just giggle and have a good time. If you can. Unless it's really horrible, horrible, horrible. And this is getting close to that, but... Don't get bogged down in every detail. Maybe all they need is time away and to be paid attention to as the friend who went to junior high school with you and how goofy it was when that one time you guys did that one crazy thing and blah, 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 and just laugh and giggle and have a glass of wine and go to Subway and have a sandwich, whatever it is. But don't, you know, maybe everyone, you don't have to be like, tell me every single detail of this horrible problem and I will help you fix it because maybe you can't maybe that's my advice you can't fix your friends problems all the time but you can still just be their friend
0: good advice Sito. I don't think so so thanks for listening to the show um, this is one of our longest shows ever
1: you just wouldn't stop talking so <laughs> um,
0: so let's um, remind you about our website sayschoolie.com sito.com catch us on twitter facebook xbox live youtube you can catch this podcast on the itunes music store the zoom marketplace or the rss feed uh, which is on aschoolie.com just email feedback to me at, aschoolie at com. don't email to talk. she really does not want your bullshit and that's <laughs> that her advice that is true that's her advice don't email her <laughs> and uh, yeah stay classy um, The Avengers and Mr. Paul Thomas Anderson extremely best filmmaker the United States has ever seen <laughs>
1: And I'm going to say, if you do go to my website, you're going to be able to see my recent, uh, would you call this a fashion statement? No. What is it? Socks. Socks and shoes. And that's all I'm going to say. There are pictures of them there. Sid Talk, C-I-D-T-A-L-K. And I'm going to say, think for yourself. Because if you don't do it, someone will do it for you.